0: Welcome to Rhonda N.P.'s Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jollip, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Hi, this is Chris Doctor, and I'm your co-host for the Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda N.P., Today, Rhonda and I are going to talk about another weird and totally common challenge that not many women are talking about, and that's a vaginal dryness and low libido or sex drive. Or maybe they're thinking about it, but they're not talking to anybody else about it. If you're a first-time listener and maybe just found the podcast, I want to welcome you. Here at Rhonda NP, our mission is to empower you with the right information to help you figure out some of the most common and maybe not so common issues that you're going to experience during this time. If you haven't yet, please pop over to our website, RhondaNP.com, where we have a lot of things that can help you from our perimenopause assessment quiz to other podcasts with very valuable information you might be looking for right about now. We also have a free online mini course about hot flashes that you might be interested in checking out if hot flashes and night sweats are becoming a challenge for you. Yes, it's free and will take you less than an hour to watch the videos and learn what's up as well as some of Rhonda's best natural strategies for this common symptom. Also, when you're on our site, please make sure to check out our signature program, Menopause 101, which is an online course and part of Menopause University. We open enrollment for this course a few times a year, so depending upon when you're listening to this podcast, we may or may not be open. If we aren't open, please make sure to get your name on a list that we have so we can alert you when we are open for enrollment. In this course, Rhonda teaches our students everything you need to know about your hormones, what's going on with your body during perimenopause and menopause and how to regain control naturally. We've taken her 20 years of clinical practice and all that knowledge, and we've packed it in such a way that the course is easy to learn and you can do it at your own pace. We opened enrollment for the course in May of this year, 2017, and we're really pleased with how our first students are diving in and benefiting from the course and what they're learning. So with that, my friend, let's jump into today's episode about vaginal dryness and low libido. I think you're going to love it. So Rhonda, the other day I saw something that really pissed me off. You know what it was? (laughs) Oh, what could that be? (laughs) Well, a lot of things actually, but uh, (laughs) one of the biggest challenges for women in perimenopause and and menopause is low libido and vaginal dryness. And this article I saw said, it still works. It's just dry. Well, we know that's not true, right? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the strategies to help vaginal dryness and low libido during menopause. So what do you think about that statement? <laughs> Too bad you can't
1: see my face. <laughs> it's a podcast. Well, it's a little more complicated than just dry. It really is. I mean, when when your body changes in hormones, uh, there's a lot more that goes on than just dry. Uh, the tissue becomes a lot thinner uh, not as pliable. It, it it really doesn't feel as good. And so the things that help the dryness really are the things that help the other problems. So it's not just dry, but the things that do help the dryness are some of the things that do help the other problems of, you know, just not, the tissue's just changed and it's not just dry. It's the tissue is different. It so can is, you talk
0: thin, a little bit it, yeah what he, what's happening during this time? I mean, especially if you have multiple pregnancies, it, there's um so many factors because we are, you know, we're unique, right? and it it's very complicated. We're very complicated down there, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a complicated thing. And actually, uh, it does in menopause postmenopausal women, it's a really, really common. And I rarely hear it that it's like, no, I don't have that problem. I do hear it once in a while, but maybe I'm going to throw out, and I don't know what the percentage, but it's it's low. It's 5% or 10% of women that do not have this issue. It's it's a low percentage. So it's a high percentage of women that do have the issue of vaginal dryness. Now, what's interesting is we are seeing more vaginal dryness in younger women as well. And so if you hear about a woman that's in her twenties and she's having vaginal dryness, that, that is not normal, but it is normal if you're on birth control or if your hormones are out of balance because it is all about hormones. So it's so common in women in menopause because we have a lack of hormones and the hormonal, the hormones create that nice thick tissue down there. That's our young, I'm going to call it our young tissue. And as you get older and your hormones start to change, that tissue changes just like the wrinkles around your face or the wrinkles around your knees, Um, whatever it is, it, things change. And so that tissue really relies on hormones as does our skin, really. It's not any different. So this is a big change, a big issue and can be one of the most bothersome for some women. Like I have women that will say, you know what, just give me a few hot flashes. I don't care. But this vaginal dryness thing is changing my life and
0: it's really affecting me. Wait a minute. Wait, I have to absorb something. I now have (laughs) vaginal wrinkles. (laughs) That's bullshit, Rhonda. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, I'm just teasing. Cause Not you know, just what is, you see in the mirror. God. No, it is. It's a real challenge. So, sorry, you were on a roll and I just had to throw No, no, it. no, no,
1: no. You're good. You're good. It's my, conver- my daily conversations in the clinic. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit. Does, does this happen gradually or does it happen all of a sudden? And I've heard sometimes women get surges of more libido during this time too. Why is that happening?
1: Yeah. Surges of more libido actually is a common thing too, because when your ovaries are starting to kind of get to where they're declining, they will put out bursts of estrogen or bursts of progesterone, testosterone to try and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm dying here. I want to save myself. And they will literally have bursts of hormones, and then you get these great sex drives. So that's common in the perimenopause phase where women might be a little bit more. So as far as losing your sex drive and vaginal dryness can be a gradual thing, but it also can happen quite quickly. There's many women that were like, you know what, last month it was okay, and this month it's not. And so or it's different for everyone. It can be a gradual process or it can happen quite quickly. And the vaginal dryness thing, you don't always see that right away, like in the perimenopause or menopause. A lot of times it's a couple years down the road. And so I even have women that they're 60, 65 that did not have any vaginal dryness early on and now are suffering from it. So it, it's, it's kind of all over the map in that regard.
0: Okay. So now we know what it is, vaginal wrinkles. And um, so what the hell do we do about it? What do we do? What can we share with our listener to give her some hope and some strategies as to how to, if this is a challenge, make it better?
1: Well, I'm a holistic provider, meaning I look at things from a whole perspective. And this is an area that you need to cover from a whole perspective. So there's a lot of things involved here. And my number one, is talking and getting your spouse or husband or significant other to understand just what's going on because not everybody understands it. So you might go into the clinic and talk to your provider and she or he is explaining it to you and you get it. But the other person needs to get it and understand that things are changing and this is gonna be different and we need to work with this. Interestingly enough, high risk of divorce is at menopause. And this is one of the reasons because the relationship does change. And if your relationship was one that was based on a really active intimacy and sex life, this can change things big time. And so it becomes this, it becomes this vicious cycle of you have vaginal dryness. And it's uncomfortable to have intercourse and because it's uncomfortable your brain is saying that creates pain so i don't want to do it anymore so then your sex drive goes down so it's like this vicious cycle of your sex drive going down because of hormones but then your sex drive goes down because of the uncomfortableness of intercourse nobody wants to do an event that's going to create pain so then it becomes that on the significant other side what's happening with them is they don't want to hurt you and they think they're hurting you and they think you're not enjoying it. And so then they don't enjoy it. And then it becomes their issue. And it's like, oh my gosh. And so then their sex drive might even go down or they might not be interested in you as much anymore either. And I'm not saying love here. I'm talking about the intimacy part. And so it changes that whole dynamic. And so number one, You need to get real with your partner and really talk about what's going on here. And here's what we need to do. We need to adjust.
0: I need to work with this and go from there. Good point. And and I think if that's a real struggle for you, I would suggest even going to couples therapy because sometimes though you love your spouse and your significant other, this is something that's really, really hard to talk about. And so if you think about your friends and your family members, and you think about when people get divorced, you're right, it's such a high, this is a time where a lot of this really starts to happen. And it can happen in the best of marriages, right? Absolutely.
1: And it it usually is not a matter of love. You know, there's a lot of things in marriage that don't have to do with love. <laughs> you know, you can love a person and they can still drive you crazy, or you can love a person and this piece can change and affect your marriage. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a really big deal.
0: Really Abs- big deal. Absolutely. So that's the number one. So in terms of holistic approaches, what would be some of your other strategies that you would suggest?
1: Well, you know, number one with anything when you're developing menopause and you need support, it's diet, it's exercise, It's really that stress management. It's supporting those adrenal glands because remember now, the adrenal glands are taken over. They're They're running the show. When your ovaries fail, your adrenal glands run the show. So you need to support them. If you're not supporting your adrenal glands, your sex drive won't come back. And I will be honest about that because we can do all the other things I'm going to talk about. If you're not supporting your adrenal glands by sleeping right, eating right, exercising right meditating or stress management right you probably won't get too far on the whole sex drive and vaginal dryness thing so the other things might just kind of be a band-aid that isn't gonna fix the problem so you need to support your adrenal glands because they're gonna help you out if you support them they're gonna say hey I'm gonna give you a little testosterone I'm gonna give you a little estrogen and we're gonna help you out through this so you need to make your adrenal glands your friend every single day So that's number one. Then we really have a lot of really cool things that have come down the market. I have a wonderful over-the-counter cream now that I'm loving for my patients. It's called Java Cream. And that has some DHEA in it, but it also has some really other nutrients that help replenish that area down there. So I just love that, and it's working quite well. Obviously, estrogen replacement is a good thing. The Java cream has DHEA in it, and what we found is DHEA can really replenish the vaginal tissue well without the concern of estrogen. So this has been studied in women with breast cancer. So if you're a breast cancer woman out there and you say, I can't do any hormone replacement of any sort, even in the vaginal area, that is not true for DHEA. DHEA can safely be given in the vaginal area, does not get systemic, and does not create any increased risk for breast cancer. So that's what I love about that. Very, very safe. And so you can do DHEA compounded as well. And that's vaginal inserts. And those work extremely well. Also, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone in vaginal suppositories or cream form can replenish the area. And these things all work really well. But again, the baseline is getting those adrenals under control. So please do that. Add in your little Java cream, or if you need to meet with a bioidentical hormone replacement specialist, they can help you and prescribe something for you there. Also, there's been some technological things that have come in the market. Thermiva is one of them. That's T H E R M I V A. V is in va,
0: vagina.
1: <laughs> so we call I'm it sorry. the va in our it. clinic.
0: <laughs> the va. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, interesting. We had a staff meeting the other day, and my brother, who owns our clinic now, um, says, What's a VA? Because all the women were talking about the VA. So <laughs> he's like, What's a VA? He didn't even know. Oh it's like, Well, it's, it's beyond You're on a yourself. need to know basis. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's like too much information because we explained it in detail and he didn't care. So, um, but the Thermiva is a great technological thing that has come down. And it is a procedure of radio frequency that creates heat in the vaginal tissue. And that heat creates production of collagen and getting that walls thick and kind of regenerating the tissue. And so when you regenerate that tissue down there, then your vag- vaginal area comes back in thickness and in lubrication. So I love that. It's a great treatment. It's very safe. It's one treatment, three times, one month apart. And it's been very effective. I've really seen some great results with that. And another thing is the O-Shot. Now the O-Shot is PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. And that is injected into the areas down there. And that actually helps put platelets that are, are real rich into the area where the tissue has declined. And it will actually help rebuild that tissue as well. And you can do the Thermiva and the O-Shot together. And that is really cool and the most effective. And that's called the Thermi-O. So those are some things. There's a couple laser techniques out there. The Mona Lisa is one, and that's been shown to be very effective. That was probably one of the newer ones on the market in regards to this kind of therapy, but they are all very good.
0: So I wanted to ask some specifics about, you know, if a listener's going, I've never, ever even thought about this stuff or heard about this stuff. So from a Thermiva perspective, you've been doing this for how long now with with your patients? I've been doing it about a year and a half. And so typically, could you share maybe when someone comes in her journey through this and how long it takes and really what, when you say the results are good, what really, what do you mean? What, what is she experiencing?
1: Well, the results are kind of different for everybody as everything we do is different for everybody. Some people will notice significant results after the first treatment. The next person, it might not be until after the third. And there's a reason why we do three is because it was researched. And what you need is you need time for that tissue to rebuild. So you have a treatment and then it kind of thickens over time. And then you have a second treatment and then it thickens and then you have a third and then it continues to thicken the walls. So some people will describe, oh, I had great results for the first two weeks and not so much on their first one. And then the second treatment, they're like, oh yeah, I had results, you know, the whole time. So it's a process of rebuilding. You know, it didn't get like that overnight. Honestly, it did not get like that overnight. So it doesn't rebuild overnight as well. So it does take some time. And that needs to be educated and talk to the significant other as well, because just because you had one Thermiva treatment doesn't mean you're ready
0: to go unfortunately.
1: And okay. I usually give the dalva cream along with the Thermiva because I'm
0: finding really good results with that. So does someone have to come in? Does it last for a year, two years, six months? How does that work? The average is a year.
1: So okay. when you say average is a year, you can pretty much bet it's from nine months to 15 months. And then you might only need one treatment after that. You might not need to go through the full series uh, or you can go for, through the full series. You can't overdo it. So let's say at six months, you're just like, oh, I just felt so much better and you want to do it. That's fine too.
0: Okay. So we'll put links, this Thermiva, Thermiva, Uh, (laughs) has a great website too, where you can put in your geographic area and it'll tell you in your part of the country, we're talking about the United States, where you'll have a practitioner. Do you know if this is available in Canada or in other parts oh, of the world? good question. I guess I haven't looked. Because I know we do be. have quite a few listeners of the podcast from Canada.
1: Hey. Mm.
0: Okay. So it might, or something like that might be available to try. So let's talk a little bit about supplements. When, you know, you talk at the beginning about the holistic perspective and your Rhonda's formula and of that, honestly, we always have supplements as part of the the formula for feeling better during menopause. What would be a supplement you would recommend for this area?
1: Well, all the adaptogen herbs really work well, but one in particular, Maca, M-A-C-A, is really has a little bit more stimulation on that system. Uh, So I would start with that first. And we've got supplements on our website called Mighty Maca. And that was designed by the same gal that designed the Jalva Cream, Dr. Anna Becca, who is an OBGYN. And so there's a few other things in there other than just Maca. And it really works well. So that has been shown to work effectively. And I would start with that as the supplement because there are things in there that help support your adrenals. And that's really what
0: the most important thing is. And, you know, as a personal testimony here, I love Mighty Maca. I put it in my shakes all the time. It has a really good taste to it. It's like almost sweet. It, it, it's really good. So I, I would definitely uh, endorse that product yeah, <laughs> for it sure. Is a good
1: one. It is yeah. a good one.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll make sure and put a download for this episode on our website, RhondaNP.com, because there's a lot of things you mentioned and we'll have links in the show notes to all the products and the, the different technologies that are on the market now. So you can uh, take a look at that. So in closing Rhonda, is there anything that you'd like our listener to uh, remember?
1: You know, just remember that this is a holistic approach. Sometimes women get really frustrated when they don't, they do something and they don't get this quick fix uh, because it is, it, it it is a process. It's a process. Like I say, you didn't get it there overnight. It's not going. get better overnight. So it is a process of really taking care of yourself and using all these tools and using all of them, not just one. I mean, keep searching. If you're not getting your results, keep searching because there are things. It's really cool to be in this day and age. You know, when I was practicing 10 years ago, even we didn't have all these options. So it's really quite wonderful because there are a lot of new options on the market and you don't have to suffer.
0: Yeah. Cause suffering sucks. We don't, it we want to empower our listener to really no. figure this out, take charge and make things better. You don't need to suffer. And that's why we're here to bring you the right information. So thanks for listening today and we will catch you next time. Thanks so a lot. On. Thanks for showing up. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda NP. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing, you've got this.